All right. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? I'm Johan. This is Charleston. Today, on today's show, episode number nine, Better With Age, we have Local Boy, the, one of the only Canadian umpires in the Major League Baseball, Stu Sherwater. Stu, how are you doing today? Good, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. I think as soon as we saw you both, Charleston and I noticed, we go, nice stash. That's a beauty. I uh, know, man. It's like he perfectly shaved that thing right before <laughs> he got on. No, this is just, this is a, the last day of spring training. We let go like in March. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to shave my mustache until I go back to work. And then COVID was taking over. And I was like, first line of defense right here, the COVID stash, you know, I got to keep all those germs away. So it's probably in the science world, it's probably the exact opposite. They probably get tangled in there and it's probably actually worse for me, but I believe. <laughs> There you so go. this so this is like part of the the, the prosana that umpires have then right yeah yeah that's it you know that's, that's what I'm thinking I may I can I may even keep this for a season if they'll let me I don't know I have to look into that well, you're telling me there's some kind of facial or what are you guys the Yankees of the major league that you guys have a, a facial hair policy that you can't well I, I, there is a, you'd be clean cut and uh, really you know, clean shaven for sure yeah no it's very uh, I'd say almost very military like um, you know just kind of yeah, we can't have you know, there's a few guys with some long hair, a little bit sticks out of their hat. But, uh, you know, it's always been kind of a clean shave and kind of clean cut kind of profession for sure. Wow. wow. I thought you oh, can't wow. be rocking the mullet and, and the stash and coming out. Right. Yeah. Maybe some sweet chops or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah that's always has, it, has it always been like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it really has. And, uh, I, you know, it's kind of baseball is a big traditional game. And that's always, always kind of been with the old guys. And, uh, you know, again, in the, like, Everything gets kind of relaxed a little bit, but uh, you know, there's some guys with a little bit of facial hair. But yeah, there's a, in our manual, there's some, uh, you know, it's kind of a written thing saying that you need to be kind of clean cut, clean shaven. That's awesome. So, so yeah, let's get into that, Stu. How the hell, you know, uh, if you read some of the articles on the later post, uh, you can kind of go back into your history, but how does it feel? Are you the only, still the only Canadian uh, umpire in the major leagues? Yeah, yeah, there's only been three of us. Uh, Jim McKean was, uh, you know, a, uh, the most recent one, um, he was, I think his last year was 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's only been three of us. One, another one, uh, was a Rungi that was born in Canada, but you know, lived in America. Um, but yeah, so there's only been three of us, uh, born Canadians in the major leagues right now. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely fortunate enough to be uh, where I'm at for sure. Awesome. And you're a Regina boy to boot, eh? That you, uh, I grew up in Regina. You're uh, a former. I think the first time I met you was I was a beer sponsor for uh, for Great Western, and you were uh, on the Regina Thunder. Uh, yeah, the good old days. When, yeah, just after high school, plugging away the Regina Thunder Junior it was awesome. Those are there was some good days, some good bus trips, some good times. Regina man. Thunder. Good, good, you play football? Oh come on! I did I play football? I can show you a dirty spin move. You know, I even I played defensive line, so I probably if you need me to show you a couple of things, I you know I, I definitely could take you. Oh, on the back so we got a defensive lineman out here. What was your favorite pass rush move? Oh, I was I was more of a more of a kind of a, I'm so nimble on my feet as you as you probably seen me. No, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I was more of a more of a kind of a rip kind of guy, like try to stay low and uh, in a little bowl rush a little bit. And, uh, but no, I, yeah, that's uh, I, honestly I wasn't that great. I didn't play a lot once I got out of high school. <laughs> and yeah, let me tell you a little story how great I really wasn't. Um, but so like I beat a bunch of guys on the Thunder getting hurt, all our linemen getting hurt. So like, all right, let's take the defensive linemen and let's, let's get some tryouts. And we took one of our best defensive linemen, and I'm lined up at left tackle, and I 
he, I know what his move was. He's just a straight bull rush guy. So I ended up popping him first. And they're like, oh, sweet. You're going to start this next game a left tackle. I was like, what? So, yeah, I started a left tackle out of nowhere. My quarterback must have been crapping his pants. He's like, really? This guy left tackle? He's like, no shot. <laughs> what year was that, Stewie? You were back in uh, the Thunder on what years? Who's your coach? I uh, graduated high school in 01. So it would have been uh, right after high school. So two, three, four, I believe I played. Randy Shaw would have been your coach. Yeah, right? Randy Shaw was uh, was our was our leader back then, and uh, yeah, those are the days. Uh, we had uh, Hebert, uh, Mackey's, Cabos Brothers, uh, Wilson, uh, Ryan Anderson, Wilson. Yeah, those are the. So yeah, we were right in the. We had a fun group of dudes. So it was a, we had a blast. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I remember those days because I was uh, at the clubhouse. That was my first few uh, years in Regina, and <sighs> when I started as a beer rep, I was like. You know, I got to get a, a group of younger um, sports teams. And, and I went after the Thunder. And I said, you know, this would be a perfect group of young guys to yeah, you pick the right guys. <laughs> to corrupt them, <laughs> get them drinking. <laughs> so, I, We're not super athletes, as you can tell. We're not, not many of us are playing anymore. So. Yeah. so then you go from playing football to the major leagues or you know obviously there's lots of steps in between but so you're sitting there you're you're playing football you're trying to decide what to do you're doing umpiring on the side in the summertime too obviously how do you get from you know Regina Thunder players to offensive defensive lineman Stu Sherwater to you know then to the major leagues uh well first I'd look at myself in the mirror and say I'm them football careers going nowhere uh so I didn't decide to do that but now they did overlap a little bit but um, that was one thing that I needed to make my decision of was, well, you're going to keep playing football or keep trying to play football. Um, but then umpiring, I was like, you know what, I'd probably a better shot with that. So I actually signed up to go down to school, the Harry Wendell umpire school. Um, you know, in worst case scenario, I was, you know, I always enjoyed umpire, umpire while I was playing football. Um, so it just kind of would have been a good experience and give it a shot to try to go professional. So that was kind of what I did. Signed up, went down one January to Daytona beach and spent a January there at umpire school. And, um, you know, and then went through the all the rings of the ladder and uh, kind of made my way up to the minor leagues from there. What is the what is the graduation process? Is it is it like like two hundred people come into umpire school and only ten of us make it out? Like what what's the process? Yeah, you're you're, you're damn close right there. Um, my year was a little bit different year because uh, there was a uh, right after well, I guess the year before there was a minor league strike where a lot of guys just found different jobs because they were you know they minor league you don't make any money so the longer you strike the less money you're going to make so guys went found careers elsewhere but so um yeah we had about 200 in our class um and then what we do is the top 25 in our class meet up with the top 25 from a different school um and then so we had 50 at our uh i guess it would be almost like a evaluation course at our the minor league instructors or supervisors would watch us and uh, from there you'd go uh the best of the best get picked then they if they needed 10 jobs they you know they rank everybody from one to 50 and then number one gets to go when the job opens up after 10 you're on the waiting list and then uh you know kind of yeah like that way like exactly what you're saying so this uh skim pickings i guess but uh yeah good for you i mean and and what were the days like back in the day i know that um i read that you know you were doing like spring leagues you were doing you know a ball right you're doing b you know double a then and you know life on the road for an umpire Tell me a little bit about that because I only read about we only hear the stuff about the ball players, right? You know, traveling right. on the bus, the long trips, you know, things like that. What was it like for as, as an umpire? Are you doing the same thing? You guys jumping on a car and going from city to city, city? Yeah, we had sweet Dodge caravans most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
made sure we had the captain seats in the back. You know, I wanted the classier Dodge to caravan. <laughs> yeah. the, the the grand, I think it was the grand caravan. <laughs> Eight-seater. Eight yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always had to make sure we had, like, the suicide doors. You push the button and the back door is open. Then we made it, we made it classy for sure. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the route is exactly the same as the players. So, yeah, you start in, uh, you know, the lower minor leagues, A-ball. You have to go through, like, for us, we have to touch every stage. So there's four levels of A-ball. There's double-A, triple-A. Usually when you're in double-A, you're in there from two to three years. Triple-A, you're about two to three years. Um, you know, and then you get your, you know, you get your look once you get to triple-A. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's so for us, we had to hit every um, every level. And then once we get to every level, uh, you know, you, you can work your way up. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, it's tough grind. Like, I gosh, we were in, like you're saying, these minivans. But we're in the Texas League where we'd have a team in Corpus Christi, then we have to get up to Springfield, Missouri. It's only like a 16-hour drive. We did extra innings in Corpus Christi. We're not done until like 11 or 12. We had an evaluation afterwards. Now we drive 16 hours and get to a game for 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was just like, it was just, it was insane. Um, you know, we one guy, I was at a rule, guy riding shotgun and has to stay awake with the driver because we were driving all night long. Uh, yeah. You know, you get to the next city, you crash in the hotel for a few hours and go out and hit cruise control and do your job because you're just exhausted. But yeah, uh, yeah it was, uh, there were some long days, some long nights. Uh, the minor leagues is a, it's a grind for sure. I think just like any uh, sports, uh, it's when you want to get to the top and get to that dream spot. Uh, but to get there, it's always ha- uh, hard and tough, and you're grinding it out in the minor leagues. And you know, I did uh, I think fully eleven years in the minor leagues. Um, I got my big big league look after like seven years, so I started working some games. But uh, eleven full years in the minor leagues, um, a lot of them are up and down. But um, yeah, so it was a grind for eleven years. But I was pot deep. This is what the career I wanted do and uh, you know my wife my family was all behind me so they, they just kept on pushing and yeah I got to got to get to the MLB it was good yeah now speaking of that your wife um congratulations you guys uh are somewhat you know new parents you guys have a boy Jax he's six months old yeah correct six months old be seven months on the 14th there so yeah it's uh being home here in this uh COVID times has been uh, super cool for me get to see him grow up it's like one of those things that uh, I would never have seen on a regular year because I'd been gone for the last two, yeah. three months. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, they all, they change so darn much uh, every day. It's so, so it's really been cool to be home uh, with him every day and my wife. So it's been awesome. Nice. Nice. And so what's, what's going on right now with, with you for baseball? I know that um, as of July 1st, some of the players started to report to some of the facilities. What's the mandate for you guys? How soon are you guys going to start to be able to go or what, where do you even go? Do you know what's going on with COVID here? Where yeah, are you going to be able to report? So you going to Florida? You go in Florida? I mean, you're going to have to get in one of those hazmat suits and, and outfits and be able to feed safe down there, or even Texas or California with the the way the outbreaks are there. Where are you yeah, off? It's, it's going to be hard to get a tan with one of those suits on. I guess. Yeah. But I guess the worst part is once I shave this mustache, it's going to be I'm going to be have a white like, like another white. Oh mustache. man. Uh, no, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it's really unfolding quickly. Um, now that, uh, you know, uh, the commissioner has uh, said there's going to be a season, um, you know, there's still a lot to unfold. And, um, you know, what their plan is, uh, I think it was just kind of what's in the media right now is they're going to start uh, like modified spring trainings in every, all 30 cities. So every team is going to be out of their home ballparks. They're just going to have a lot of inter squad games. Um, then the last like two or three days, they'll have like, they might meet up. Again, I don't. It's still unfolding. I don't even know this. This is like uh, nothing to be uh, that I'm 
squealing news because I really don't even know. But let's say <laughs> the, hypothetically, the Red Sox and Yankees might meet up the last three days and have a game against each other um, just to get some live pitching against different teams. Um, and then us, we're just going to go down to those modified spring trains. We're going to be assigned to a uh, looks like a, you know, a field again. Uh, we haven't yet. Um, it's still a lot of, to unfolded. And then we'll get some get some time in and uh, get some see some pitches. Get to see you know they're new live BP or live games, inter squad games. So it's going to be like a game feel for us. Just to kind of you know we we pretty much have done two off seasons. We did an off season of like four or five months. Went down spring training for three weeks, and we're done another off season for like three four months. So um, we need to go out and see some pitches. It's not like we could just. It's not like riding a bike. Uh, well, it is, but uh, it, it's a little shaky at first. So you got to go back there and see those pitches, and they're coming at you. But then. Once you get a couple behind the plate, you you start get the field again. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. How, hey, do you have a, do you have a favorite team? No, totally biased, man. You can't have a team. Uh, uh, it's just one of those things. Like uh, you're on the field. Like, you have a favorite ref out there. You like, you're shoving up some ref. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it just doesn't have the way. Like it's a it's a working relationship. So no. And is that uh, is that in the handbook? You cannot. <laughs> established that you yeah, have a I mean, it's team. just part of the, it's part of the profession though like you know we, you want to be as biased as possible you we're, we're out there to do our best dang job out there and uh you know if you have it i think it, it skew your opinion and maybe i don't know if you're a, a diehard fan and you're you know it just wouldn't be a good look either uh so no honestly i never really have a favorite team ever have uh just kind of just do out, go out there and just do my job go to work every day well, how about this? Since you don't have a favorite team, and that is a biased opinion, if you do, I don't want you to get in trouble for swaying calls. How many bad? How many bad calls have you made over your career? You want to? Well, in my opinion, none. I've made no. <laughs> 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 like, they are all right, <laughs> and the video review might tell me differently, but uh, no, it's. It's part of the job. We were humans out there. We're gonna we're gonna miss some calls. Uh, we're gonna, and you know, there's some calls that we get right. Some get calls, some get wrong. But the good thing about replay we have now, we can fix them. But uh, yeah, no, in my little head right now, I don't miss calls. Like I've, I've always thought that about like umpires and, and referees and stuff. Because you know, most of the time in any sport, once you make a call, whether it's wrong or right, you gotta ride it out and look somebody in the face and just go. That was the right damn call, right? <laughs> you have a deep inside, like, man, I booted the crap out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last night we were, uh, last night Charleston came over and I was showing some clips of, uh, you know, that there's a website out there that it's called um, closecallsports.com where right. they, they have an umpire ejection fantasy league. Did you know that? Well, yeah, I, it's a hot thing nowadays. Like, <laughs> like the umpire, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't follow uh, much of that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's there's some people that like. I'm sure it's a lot of like amateur umpires followed, or like even like college umpires and stuff. But yeah, there's a they have like guys like on drafting umpires, I guess, and like the more ejections and stuff you get right, you get points. And I guess I don't know. Does a guy get a trophy at the end? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was doing Charleston. We're going that and. We're going over some of your ejections, and when you threw out the uh, Baltimore uh, pitching coach last year in Boston, you're at first base and able to do that, and just uh, you know, it's amazing. We'll get into um, a little bit of a segment that we'll have towards the end here, and to do that. But uh, uh, speaking of throwing out, but uh, I wanted to ask you a few things about baseball. This year with baseball, uh, I think I'm a huge baseball fan, and I'm a huge Yankees fan. 
We got Yankees paraphernalia all over the place here in Charleston. Knows. I love to be able to go to my Yankees games in New York and all over. Um, with what happened last year with everything, kind of the controversy with against the Yankees, fucking Astros, cheaters, bastards, son of a bitches. Um, but how do you think that's going to come to play with, you know, with this year coming up with, um, you know, the, I think it, COVID in a way took away a little bit of it because I know the fans previous were livid at the fact that, you know, that the Astros were caught cheating and the fact that for me as a baseball fan, I was livid that Manfred didn't do much, in my opinion, to be able to, um, to, to kind of give the proper punishment. But um, do you think the players are going to be able to take this into their own hands with those Astros? And, and how have you guys been instructed in regards to handling that situation? Um, you know, that's a great question. And I don't know what's going to go on these players' heads. Um, you know, Baseball is a game that people a lot of times don't forget about this kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, it's definitely in the back of our heads anytime, you know, not just with the Astros, in any game, like yeah. throwing situations that are a part of baseball, um, you know. Getting plunked on uh, purpose, yeah. Yeah, you know, a guy slides in the second, you know, cleats up, you know, three innings before, you know, he might wear it in the back or something. You know, there's uh, – or he could wear it in the back three games down the road. You don't even know. Like, they, they, they try to do it very sneakily, I guess. Yeah. Um, but um, – you know what? I, I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I, you know, throwing situations are a scary thing. These guys throw super incredibly hard, you know, I, as a, as an umpire, it opens me up too, because these guys are throwing inside and the guy could hit him, could hit me. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, the catcher's not catching those ones. So, and that's my, that's my line of defense is right there. That guy, the mid, but, catcher. <laughs> um, you know, and so I, don't, I really don't know what's going to happen. I guess this season's going to, when it unfolds and uh, you know, definitely we're on high alert. Um, it's, you know, we, we've been, you know, we do not even be told. We just, as you can read the media, you know, there's a lot of guys that are unhappy with what's going on. So yeah. it's going to be something that we got to use our training and our judgment to see if, uh, you know, if they're throwing these guys or maybe a slider just got away and, and hit him. Yeah. You know, you, you have to kind of read the feel and see what happens. But um, it's it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, as, a, as an umpire, that's part of our job. And we're going to regulate it the best we can um, to see if anything, if there is repercussions. Yeah. But hopefully – um, there isn't. Uh, it's like I said. It's a scary thing. These guys throw really hard, and I mean, you know these guys. Yeah, they have helmets on and stuff, but it's they throw so hard. You don't, you can't get out of the way that quick. Yeah. It's, a, it's like Charleston running at you, man. And that's a guy that's like lightning <laughs> fast, and you know, and, and they get something better with age. He's just getting faster with age. Those old linemen are like, man, what's going on with this guy? Like this, this game is. He this guy's supposed to get older, not stronger, faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it tends to happen that way sometimes. <laughs> if, if it's one sport that I know I'm terrible at, it's probably baseball. <laughs> well, I wasn't good at it either. That's why I'm an umpire. <laughs> well, it's funny that Charleston admitted that because he's been thinking about his uh, some of the guests we had on previous, the Guess Up brothers and, and Jordan Eberle and the Reeves brothers. Charleston was talking about his maybe a second career is going to go into be an NHL hockey player after his football days are done and after he's accomplished the sack, all-time sack leader and doing that. But this is the first time I've heard him say that he sucks at baseball. Yeah. This, is probably, this is probably the only sport that I'll admit that, you, you know what, <laughs> this ain't meant for me. Because I've, I've stood at the plate before and I have went to, I think it was the Red Dogs. What, are, what was the team called, Red Dogs? The Red Sox here in Regina or no? Uh, is it Okotoks? 
Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and then in the Western Major Baseball yeah. Major Baseball League. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know the, the Okotoks has a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I went there before and uh, just playing around as a charity softball slow pitch. I'm cool with slow pitch. You know, as long oh, as yeah. it's, as long as it's slow it down for me and it's floating <laughs> in the air like that, I'll I'll, I'll crush those. <laughs> but I got into a batting cage with one of the little junior players who was a pitcher and said, "Throw me some heat. Throw me a fastball. See if I can hit it." When I say I heard the ball coming from a mile from like from the pitch, as soon as it left his hand, I heard the ball coming. And I was looking like, no, I can't do that. I didn't even want to swing at it because I felt like he was gonna hit me. And I was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm good. I can't I can't play this sport. Yeah. yeah you first, Stu. Charleston is not gonna be in the MLB anytime soon and be able to do that. So I even been to ballers here before. I've yet to hit a ball at ballers. <laughs> I've been multiple times and I've yet to hit a ball. So yeah, with no, I couldn't do it either. So I'm with you on that one. No, not happening. Speaking of that, then, uh, Stu, who's been some of the guys that you've come up with, um, you know, uh, who's really impressed you? I know you can't have bias towards a team, right? But who are some of the guys that you've seen in, in your time in the MLB and in the minors where you've probably, you know, gone the same path as these guys, gone from the single A to double A to triple A to now the majors, that every time you see him on the field, you kind of sit back and go, damn, that guy's a hell of a ball player. Damn, you know, this guy's – you know, he's, you know, Derek Jeter, you know, damn. Right, right. One like that. No, yeah, that's what there's, you know, all these guys uh, in, well, in all these uh, professional sports, these guys are freak athletes. Um, and these guys are talented individuals. Uh, there's no doubt about it. There's a select few of these guys that can do that. Like you're saying, Charleston, like to hit a ball, just in a, going 70, 80 miles an hour in a batting cage is tough enough. These guys are hitting sliders that are you know fastballs that are going 105 these guys are you know these guys are just they're just freak athletes for sure and um you know and I did come up with a lot of these guys in the minor leagues uh, you know uh well one of the biggest names right now Mike Trout I had in the minor leagues had him in double a and you see him then you're like this guy's the real deal like he's just a talented individual he's a just a just has every tool in his bag to you know and to be successful and he, and he is he's by far one of the better um, yeah. players in this game or ever played on the field um so you definitely, you know, there's there's some guys that separate themselves, but as a pool itself, a major league, these guys are talented. And, you know, I, I did grow up a lot with the – or went through the minor leagues with the Royals. It seems like every year I had the same, like, I guess, same teams in my uh, – you know, going from – skipping from league to league to league when I was going up and down – or, sorry, going up in the minor leagues. And the Royals were one that I had. And I, so I kind of – it was the Mike Moustakis when he still played, the Eric Osmers, the Salvador Perez. And, you know, these guys, we had them in A-ball all the way through the double-A, triple-A, and now I see them in the major leagues. But – you know, you definitely see them grow, and you know, like you think, thought they were good in the minor leagues. Man, these guys are, you know, how can they get any better? And then they get to the big leagues, and like these guys are just good. You know, like they're just, just absolutely incredible athletes. Yeah, that's awesome. And people do that. Um, I wanted to ask you one of the funniest stories that uh, I've heard in a while. Um, you know, about some of your other uh, colleagues was uh, the story about Joe West. You know, Joe West has <laughs> been an umpire for a while. He was uh, Charleston. I don't know if you heard this story, but Joe West is. You know, how long has he been umping for about 30 years, 35 years? Uh, 42 in the major leagues, I believe it is. Like, he's been umpiring longer than I was even on a twinkle in my dad's eye, man. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> like that guy's got some time. And he's an incredible human being, though. He's just, uh, yeah. I love stepping on the field with him. He's incredible. He's awesome. Oh, I bet it would be just be entertaining. So, so Charleston, they go to a restaurant, and uh, they finish off doing a game, or they're, maybe this is on the day off, but they go to a restaurant in Minneapolis, and the, the waiter recognizes them. 
and the crew that comes in. So what does a waiter do? He goes and he gives Joel West a menu, but it's in Braille. And to be able to do that, <laughs> to to do that. Was, I thought that was one of the funniest stories to be able to, 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 that I've heard about that. But have you heard any of the funniest stories, uh, you know, being an umpire? Who are some of the fun umpires to hang around with or that you sit there when you get into a room with some of these guys? You're like, man, this is awesome. Or who can tell the best stories about probably like Joe West would probably tell some stories of, you know, some great players like Pete Rose or some of the things that happened back in the day or things like that. Yeah, there's there's so many characters, uh, just like a locker room of football. Like you got your just chill guys, you got your storyteller guys, you got your guys that are always pulling pranks on you. you you're scared to go in your locker. You don't know what's going to happen because it, <laughs> they got pictures of them doing, you know, like all sorts of crazy things. And, you're like, and of course, they're going to pull them out after you're done uh, putting your you know chest protector on. And, uh, you know, or something like that, you know, it's just like, there's a there's a ton of guys, but like like you said, a guy like Joe West, who's got you know 42 years in the major leagues, plus he's the minor leagues. That guy's been in baseball um, for a lifetime, and he, you know the stories he has, and and he's got such a cool background. He he's a country music singer. He's like has records, uh, you know. What? So like, oh yeah, like <laughs> he, yeah. So like he sings a lot about baseball and he has country music, and you know. So he's and like anybody's been around for in the major league for 42 years. So if you're on his crew and you're in St. Louis or wherever. Uh, you know, a guy's been through, the, through these cities a thousand times. So he's, and he's a very recognizable guy, yeah. um, you know, and said, you know, they all have like their spots, their favorite restaurants, favorite pubs and stuff. So, you know, especially if you, if it's one of those bartenders or, uh, you know, or like a waiter that's probably in one of Minneapolis, maybe knew him for a long time. So, um, you know, like you, you get to see the same people and the stories they have. And, uh, you know, Joe has stories about country music singers and stuff that he used to, you know, work with, you know, and like you said, like the old baseball player. So there's a ton of those guys and characters, but, you know, like, you know, I, I just, a lot of these guys are just characters, just like in any locker room, just yeah. you get four guys in the locker room. I know it's not as much as the football team, but you have four guys in the locker room busting each other up and you're playing cards, you, card tables are getting flipped, throwing <laughs> the other, you think somebody's cheating or something, you know, like, <laughs> You know, there's always someone going. There's always shenanigans for sure. But yeah, you, you know, like, awesome. it's a it's a stressful job. Um, so for us to keep it light and have fun, and you know, and just tell stories and shoot the crap, but you know, it's it's good. Yeah, that's pretty uh, fun. That's pretty cool. And it's only four guys that travel at a time. Yeah, so it'll be four man uh, crew. Um, you know, majority of the same the year be the same four guys. Just, we have vacation time. There's sometimes guys get injured. Uh, then a triple-A guy will come uh, fill that spot. Uh, so, you know, one of the one that goes, one of the minor leaguers going up and down. They'll fill it up. But there's always four guys on a crew, four guys on a field. So. Nice. I see when you I see when you got your uniform on, you look kind of buff, man. You got shoulder pads on or something like that underneath. Like, <laughs> well, what's that, what's no, that sorry, uniform? I if you recognize that I, I got some weights downstairs that I've been plugging away during COVID. So, <laughs> okay. you know, I, I, I know. I know I'm not my football weight anymore. I've kind of had to lean down a little bit, but yeah. But you know, I, I throw some iron around a little bit here and there. All right. Like, and when we get to the backyard and I show you that rip move, I'll tell you, you'll probably, you'll probably feel his biceps and shoulders a little bit more. But it's, yeah, you got you got to look intense for the for the players and the coaches when they when they try to run up in your face. How tall are you? Six three. Woo! Woo! Six three by what? Two ten. Uh, back in the back in my prime days of the two ten, TV puts on an extra ten pounds. We'll just tell you that. 
think I think this is the first time I've ever heard an umpire say that he's worked out because I've seen some of the pictures of Joe West. That guy hasn't touched a, a weight in his many, many years. And some of the other guys, uh, you know, they were known for being a little bit on the heavier side and, and partaking in a few soda pops as well. Well, yeah. And, but the, and another story about Joe West, like he was a college quarterback uh, at, I believe, Elon. And he has like broken records at that school. Really? Like, and that division, like he was a college quarterback. So like in the back in his day, like, oh yeah, there's film on this too. Like he, he's, <laughs> he's got, this guy's got like the resume of like, the craziest thing ever, like country music singer, Elon quarterback, breaking records, you know, umpire for 40 some years. Like this guy's got it all going on, man. This is oh, like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, you should Google some of his uh, quarterback and thing. And yeah, I've seen some pictures, you know, like, yeah, he was a quarterback and, uh, and you'll see it too. Like he's what, 60 some years old, 66, I believe. Yeah, he yeah. still takes the baseball and he chucks it back to the guys. And he's still like, <laughs> he, he's got it still, man. Like, was like, and like, I'm sure Charleston, if he was chasing after him, he'd probably just stiff on him and just get him right off. And just go <laughs> that Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see if we can line that on, line that up. We can get Charleston versus Joe West on the yeah. <laughs> See how many baseball fans are going to be able to bet on Charleston sacking uh, the great yeah. Joe West umpire. Well, all right, here we'll throw another kink at it. I'll be Joe's offensive lineman. I'll be <laughs> yeah, like, there yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. I'll protect my man, Joe. I promise so, you, Joe. So I, I get, so I get two Joe. cool points instead of one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah but right. you better be sneaky. I got a good cut block, my man. I tell you, you better get your pants down quick. <laughs> All right, we're going to see if we can line this up. We'll do it for charity. I know you guys do a lot of things for charity, too. So I'm going to see what we can do to be able to line this up. So, yeah, Charleston, yeah, do you yeah, have yeah, anything yeah. else do you want to ask? Uh, Stu, before we get into our trivia or into our challenge, yes. Why is it that all umpires chew bubble gum? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I'm like I'm not superstitious, but like I'm like I do che- I do seeds and bubble gum. Um, so like I'll do like the first three innings, I do seeds, and then I just throw in a big piece of bubble gum. But uh, I don't know. I just something. And I'm like I'm like a bubble blower too. So you might get like clips of me like. Blowing bubbles at behind first base or something, but I don't know. It, that's a great thing. Like if you go to every locker room, there's like these humongous tubs of bubble gum and seeds. It's just kind of like a very traditional thing, I guess. And maybe back in the day, more guys chewed tobacco, and they used to. That was kind of a thing. They wrap their leaves and stuff in, in gum. But yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a bubble gum chewer too. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I always thought I always thought of you had a bubble gum because everybody does it. Coaches, coaches, and umpires, like everyone you see, they chewing bubble gum. And I always thought it because. When you get up in their face and you're yelling, and so your breath don't stink. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like nobody, <laughs> so it's like courtesy. It's like, you just ate onion sandwich. I'm going to throw some bubble gum in. So it smells better next time I'm going to go scream at somebody. Yeah. yeah exactly. like, <laughs> it's all courtesy. It's all courtesy. Yeah, it's like yeah. courtesy. It's, it's a gentleman's game. But, <laughs> yeah. but I'll take it to the, if I was a coach, I'd take it to the next level. If I get mad at somebody, take the gum out, bite the onion, and go right in his face. Right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to yeah. piss him off. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's gross. No, that's not cool at all. I encourage bubble gum. <laughs> so speaking of that, then uh, we're going to do a little bit of thing that uh, Charleston and I thought up. We thought it would kind of be funny. Charleston, I don't know if you know, Stu, uh, Charleston is very competitive. In everything that he does, he's got to win or he's close to, or he says he's one of the best, or he's, like I said, the next NHL hockey player. He's the best basketball player. He's a fantastic cook, and, and he thinks he can outcook me in tacos, and there's no way. So we came up with this, uh, with this kind of um, challenge. We want to be able to see – we're going to uh, 
put on our hats here. Charleston, you got your hat? Always ready. <laughs> and you know, the, you know they always wear it low too. So in case somebody don't get too close to their face, Stuart, yeah, I don't right. know. I don't you know. Six you... inches of, of bumper zone. Almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt Dean, our friend Matt Dean over at the Cathedral Social Hall, um, set us up with these hats, uh, and we wanted to uh, do a Cathedral Social Hall. Uh, who can get thrown out the quickest by a major league umpire, <laughs> Stu Sherwater? So right, what right. we're going to do is that um, we're going to have a little stopwatch. I'm going to do Charleston. Charleston, you want to go first or you want me to? doesn't matter. <laughs> He's not confident. It does yeah, actually, actually, yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to get my stopwatch out. Stu, all you're going to have to do is that you're going to have to listen to, to Charleston. He's going to talk like he's a MLB manager. What team are you going to be, Charleston? Can't say Yankees because I'm going to be the Yankees. Detroit Tigers. Oh, yeah, they're Detroit boy. Okay. So you got Detroit and the Yankees playing here today. You're the home plate umpire, Stu. We're going to see. Charleston's going to come at you first. I'm going to do the stopwatch, see how quick it's going to take him to get thrown out. Then vice versa, I'm going to do the same. Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Boop, boop. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> yeah. Explicit content language being used. <laughs> if you have any young kids, maybe take them to the next room for this part of the yeah. show, please. Earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stu, you ready? I'm, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, yeah you got your bubble gum in, no more onion sandwiches. <laughs> All right, Charleston, you ready? All right, and we're starting. Hey, Stu! Hey, Stu! Get over here! Who the fuck do you think you are? That <laughs> ball was, right that ball was <laughs> higher than a t shirt at Mardi Gras. <laughs> what the hell? What kind of call is that? Are you kidding me? Man! Oh, I what, can't take this. I can't take I this. You, you can't hit the damn ball. You can't hit the damn ball. Where's his sleep standing up? What do you think you're doing? What kind of mustache is that? You're not even allowed to have a mustache out here. It's finally groomed. I this. It's in my man. It's finally groomed. Just because you can't hit a ball. And your breast stinks like onion. Oh, yeah, I know. You think I didn't do that on purpose. You know what? Kiss my ass, buddy. That was bullshit. That was You were bullshit. already gone in like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to get it, stop it after 10 seconds. But <laughs> no, you had left the man vent. He must have been frustrated. The guy's swinging at pitches all day, missing him by like a meter. I'd be, I'd be pissed off too. Like, you know and so what does he do? Blame the umpire. That's what's going to happen. I can't hit the ball, so who am I going to blame? That guy behind you. Yeah. <laughs> so Charleston, you lasted at roughly at about 46.61 seconds doing that. So not too bad. Like I said, Stu threw him out quick after he's, what the fuck? I think you said fuck, and he threw you yeah. out right there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> wow. Not a very nice language to treat a, a gentleman like myself. <laughs> so, okay, Charleston, you ready? You got your stopwatch? Got it ready. In All right. Three, two, one. Stu, what the fuck are you watching out there? My guys are fucking savages in that box. What the hell's going on? You missed three of those pitches out there. What the hell game are you watching? <laughs> you, I missed three? How about the 13 errors you just made out there in left field? Are you kidding me? You're going to blame me. What are you talking about? The ball of your life depended on it. My guys are savages. They're out there hustling every freaking 
at bats and you're out there watching what are you watching the riders where are you from canada you suck as bad as the riders do wow as soon as i say the riders then i get the toss eh? no <laughs> you told me i suck that's when you got the toss okay okay 32.1 <laughs> 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 i tried to be able to add the savages in the box comment and yeah i got i thought that was gonna come if you're a yankees guy you'd like the savages and hit Hitting the bats on the roof. No, that's hard work, man. I worked up a sweat doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Well, that that's was our fun. that was our cathedral social hall. Uh, who can get tossed out quicker by the MLB umpire Stu? Stu, thanks a lot for uh, coming on the show. We appreciate it. How? Um, uh, I guess so. You're just gonna sit back, wait, and and see when you're gonna be. Yeah, we'll see how this unfolds, and uh, like I think they're, they're projecting the 23rd, 24th season start for a 60-game schedule. So yeah, that's uh, we got not much time for that, but uh, we'll be ready and uh, waiting when uh, what's going to be kind of a weird feeling with empty stadiums and stuff. But you know what? Let's uh, I think the world needs a little bit of sports and uh, you know someone to take their mind off what's going on. And uh, so I think as uh, baseball, if we could do it as a you know we're going to do our part, try to stay as healthy, stay out of you know it's going to be locked down for us. I'm sure like we're going to be. Um, biodome almost uh you know is you know again it's all going to unfold in our protocols but if we can do our part and stay healthy and stay away from uh, i guess trying to get covid and just lock down in our hotels go to the field and so we can give some entertainment that's what we're going to do yeah that's awesome we do appreciate it. i know that uh charleston always ends the show with this famous uh quote so i'll leave it to charleston and then uh... hey Stu, do you have any social media anything that somebody can come find you or post and tell you how, what kind of bad calls you made <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a social media kind of guy, man. And honestly, oh, would, that's exactly why I don't have it. Don't would, you, would, you, would you like to release your phone number then so somebody can text you and let you know how many bad calls yeah. you made? Yeah. 306-555-17. <laughs> that ain't enough numbers, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No. no, there's a reason. I don't. I, I like my family how it is. I don't need death threats. I don't need <laughs> there's, some hard, there's some hardcore people out there. We've had some umpires that have had, like, cops outside their house because there's been threats and at them like just because like, you call a guy oh there's some people that take this game serious uh so yeah that's mm-hmm. i still have social media to keep my family safe uh they don't need to know where i'm at or who i am uh, like that. <laughs> fair, fair enough but the Smart show man. is called better with age and the reason it's called better with age because many things get better with age not just that mustache on your face but <laughs> <laughs> but there's cheese there's wine there's liquor there's there's all kind of booze and, and, and leather and stuff that gets better with age, like baseball gloves. But the most important thing of them all that gets better with age are friendships. And I'm glad you came on this show and showed a little uh, friendly umpire love to the rest of our fans and the people out there to show that there's a softer side to you guys other than the stone face and the glasses and the chewing bubble gum the whole time. So I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. No, it's been fun, and I can't wait to be strapped up the cleats in the backyard and I show you a trick or two. Oh, man. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, to All the best to Danielle and Jax, and uh, we'll be in touch soon. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Thanks. Cheers.